Christian Parent Crazy World with Catherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you raise godly kids in an ungodly world. I'm your host, Katherine Seegers, and today's episode tackles this vitally important question. How do you help your kids to develop their spiritual gifts? In this episode, I'm going to get really personal and share some stories from my family with you in order to help you see how this works, how we as parents can discover what our kids' spiritual gifts are and how we can help them uncover their purpose in life. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about how to uncover and grow in your purpose in life. And by purpose, I mean beyond parenting. Obviously, parenting is a big part of your purpose, but believe it or not, you have a purpose beyond parenting. You do. And when your kids see you living out your purpose in life, they're going to be inspired to live out their purpose purpose. And the more your kids understand their God-given purpose in life, the more likely they are to stay grounded in their faith into adulthood. As parents, we have this incredibly unique position in our kids' lives. We are literally front row center for most of the first two decades. We are, hands down, the most important influence on our kids during their formative years. We have not just the ability, but the responsibility to uncover those spiritual gifts in our kids' lives and to cultivate them. You could say that as parents, we are the chief gardeners in their lives. How well those little seeds do, in large part, is is up to us. That is not to say that we are responsible for all of their future choices, because we aren't. Some of our kids may choose to test the boundaries or even wander despite our best efforts. But we must build the foundation that they will hopefully not stray from in adulthood. And if they do, we've built the foundation that we will pray them home to. Now, if, you, if you've if you listened to my previous episodes through to the end, you hopefully notice that I end every podcast with an encouraging word. It's, it's actually a quote from a blog that I wrote a little while back. I say, God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. I really believe that. More than any other human being on the face of the planet, God uniquely equipped you to discover your kids, your specific kids' spiritual gifts and set them on a path to fulfilling their purpose in life. And today I want to share that blog with you because I think it's really going to encourage you on this journey with your kids. I'll do that in a bit. But you know, I, I used to record all of my blogs on my website in what I called a blogcast. You can look those up under the podcast, blogcast heading at, at katherineseegers.com. You might have to scroll back a little bit um, in order to find them. Or, or you could find them on Apple Podcasts. It's called the Mere Mother Podcast. 
Uh, I'll post a link. I have more recently transitioned to the Christian Parent Crazy World podcast with the Salem Web Network because God clearly opened this door for me. And, you know, I just jumped at a chance to do this podcast. And I have, you know, very limited time, so I can't do them both. But I still have all of those beautiful, encouraging broadcasts on my website. And if you are in need of an encouraging word in your parenting or your, your personal spiritual walk, please check those out. I, I think they're going to really bless you. And, you know, we, we need all of the encouragement that we can possibly get <laughs> as parents. This is tough. Sometimes our, sometimes our kids don't like us very much. And sometimes we don't like them. <laughs> Love them. But there are moments that they drive us out of our ever-loving minds. But God, God is working in all of this. So be encouraged. And before I get to that encouraging blog, though, I want to show you how this works, how we can notice these gifts in our kids' lives and develop them. That's our job as parents. This is one of the most important jobs we have as parents. So I'm going to, I'm going to share some stories with you of how God revealed to me some of these gifts in my kids' lives in the hopes that you'll start to see how God might be speaking to you about the gifts in your kids' lives. They won't be the same gifts because every kid is different, but rest assured, your kids have some amazing spiritual gifts from the Lord, and you need to be the one to cultivate those gifts. Because you see, when our, when our kids have a natural gift, whether it's a, a gift that they use artistically or athletically or intellectually, that is a gift from God. And it is in line with their purpose for the very reason God created them. And as their parents, like I said, you are the gardener tending that gift in their lives. You are cultivating the soil. You are helping to nourish those, those precious little seeds. You are speaking encouragement over that gift. Your words are the water that helps those gifts to grow. I'm going to show you how this is working with a little story from each of my kids. I, I strongly suspect somewhere along the line you're going to say, oh, you know, my kid has a gift like that or, or something similar that you need to be cultivating. And I'm going to end this podcast then uh, with that blog, and it's called Pass the Baton. It is a, a really encouraging rah-rah pep talk for parents. I think you're going to be so inspired by it. So that's the plan. Let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. 
FYI, everyone, if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. In that blog, Pass the Baton, I share a story from my oldest child, Afton. So I'm going to skip her for now and go straight to my second child, Bennett. God started showing me one of Bennett's spiritual gifts, or I would go so far as to say this is a calling in Bennett's life, when he was about six years old. We were homeschooling and doing our, our Bible course every day, and I knew that Bennett was really close to receiving Christ as his personal Savior. He was like just right there. I knew if I asked him, he was ready to receive Christ. But I I got just to the brink of asking him like several times, and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to pause, to wait. So I prayed about it, and the Holy Spirit just very strongly impressed upon me that my husband needed to be the one to lead Bennett to the Lord. And for the record, I don't think that that dads need to be the ones to lead their sons to the Lord. I led our other son to the Lord. But for some reason, the Lord impressed upon my heart that this was important for Bennett. So I, I talked to Brian about it. Uh, and I told him, look, Bennett is ready to start his journey with God officially. And for some reason, I, I think you're the one who's supposed to lead him there. So be on the lookout for that opportunity. It was not like a week or two later that Bennett was at a soccer practice and his coach was having them run these drills. And gosh, this is so cute. His sweet little six-year-old legs were fatigued and he could not go another step. He was out on that field and he was just, he was floundering. He had no energy left, but he wanted to please his coach. So he cried out to God on the soccer field and he asked the Lord to give him strength. Is that not just the cutest thing ever? So adorable. And suddenly, I kid you not, supernaturally, he was infused with the strength that wasn't there like a second before. I mean, that is so cool, isn't it? God responded to his very sincere request. And he came off the field and he was so excited. And he told my husband, he said, Daddy, Daddy. I prayed and and I asked God to give me strength. I couldn't go another step. And suddenly, I felt strong again. And right there, in the car, in the parking lot of that soccer field, Brian and Bennett prayed for God to give him strength every day for the rest of his life. And Bennett, <laughs> he accepted Jesus as his Savior. Such a sweet story. But I went, I went back to the Lord and I said, God, why, why did Brian need to lead Bennett 
to salvation and not me? Like I said, obviously, either of us could have done the job, but for some reason, Brian needed to be the one. And and surely part of the reason was because Brian was with him right after he had that supernatural experience when, when God was so real to him. And I know that God, who knew that that this experience was coming, knew that my husband would be there and he needed to seize the opportunity. But there's another reason. The Lord reminded me of Bennett's name. The name Bennett means blessed, and his middle name is Alexander, and that means defender of men. And as I was praying, the Lord spoke to my heart so clearly. He said, I have a calling on Bennett's life to defend godly manhood. You may have noticed this. Our culture emasculates men. It is trying to turn men and women into something that God did not create them to be. Our crazy world is blurring the line between our genders. I'm not talking about gender roles here. I am talking about biology. But God has a specific calling on this child of mine to be a blessed defender of manhood, of what it means to be a godly man in our culture. And as his mom and my husband, as his dad, we are calling that purpose out of him. That is why he needed his daddy to lead him to the Lord. He needed to see that this is what a godly man does. They bend the knee to Christ. They lean on him for their strength. They put God, (laughs) I love this, it's so awesome. They put God the driver's seat. I just love that Bennett got saved in a car with his daddy in the driver's seat. These metaphors are so beautiful. They are unmistakable to me. Look for them with your kids. Ask God to show you. They are there. God is showing you who he created your children to be. So be listening. So now, whenever I see my son acting as a godly man should act, bending his knees, surrendering to the Lord and sacrificing for the sake of his sisters, acting with integrity, I speak into that. I tell him, great job, Bennett. That's who you are. You are a godly man, and this is what godly men do. And and by the way, you have a calling on your life to be a godly man in this world. I speak into that calling. I encourage it. And when I see him acting (laughs) the opposite way, which does happen, I tell him that's not who you are. God has created you to be a blessed defender of godly manhood in our culture. And I inspire him to live up to that calling. Now, my, my third child, Avonlea Grace, has a unique, a very unique gift of compassion. We noticed this really early on in her life when at the age of three, we, we dropped her off at the nursery at church. And my friend, Rochelle, she was on nursery duty that day. And I got the sweetest email from her later that afternoon. She said that another child, Noah, had come in right after Avonlea and he went straight to the corner and sat down. The other kids didn't really notice him. They just went about playing with all the toys while Noah was over there sitting in the corner by himself. But a couple of minutes later, Rochelle said that she looked over and Avonlea was sitting in the corner with Noah holding his hand. Avonlea noticed him. She went to him. She held his hand. She's three. That's a a gift from God. You can't teach a three-year-old to do that. You might be able to teach an older child to do that, but not a three-year-old. This is a gift God has placed 
in her. Avonlea is a person who notices the people on the margins of society, the ones that don't quite fit in. That is a gift in her life. That is a calling. That is a purpose. You know, one time Avonlea was out with all the cousins at this this diner on a road trip. And she's like, I don't know, maybe six at this point. Literally, there were like tons of cousins, like some 15 or so. And all of them were young kids. And, and there was this elderly couple sitting nearby with an adult child, a daughter in a wheelchair. And this woman obviously had physical disabilities and she also had some cognitive disabilities. Well, Avonlea broke away from the group and she just went up and gave her a hug. It was just a hug. <laughs> but she was the one kid who noticed her and made that bold move to, to hug a stranger. That is, it's a gift. And before they left the restaurant, this, this elderly couple went up to my husband with tears swelling up in their eyes and they thanked him because our daughter had noticed their daughter. It meant the world to them because for most of her life, this this woman had been on the margins of society unnoticed. That's a supernatural gifting that my daughter has that, frankly, my other kids don't. The other cousins didn't. So every chance I get, I speak into that gift and I water it in Avonlea's life. I encourage her in this gifting. This is who God created her to be. It's it's not just some neat memory we have of Avonlea so we can tell a sweet story when she turns 16 and when she gets married. No. No, this is part of her calling in life. Where do you see something in your kids' lives that isn't like your other kids or or other people's kids? When you see it, feed it. Call it out. Encourage it. Water that gift and watch it grow. My fourth child, Weston, has a very unique gift of of charisma. He walks into a room filled with kids like twice his age and everyone yells, Weston! They're like giving him high fives and just celebrating the fact that he walked through the door. I don't don't get it. Honestly, I don't. But but people notice him and he has this kind of voice that that can slice through a large room or... An entire house and get noticed. Sometimes, honestly, sometimes this quality annoys the rest of us to no end. But there is a quality about Weston that is just undeniable. People flock to him. I, I don't know why, but they do. So I know that God has a unique calling on Weston's voice. And he was born on our pastor's birthday as well. I think that is significant. I'm, I'm not sure how God's going to use Weston, but I know that God is going to use him, this charisma, this gift of charisma and his voice. And then I have my Evangeline Faith, our fifth child, our miracle girl, who I told you all about in episode 14. You know, when I was praying to get pregnant with her at the age of 45, I know that's crazy, (laughs) absolutely insane, but I was, I had a dream of a girl who was around 11 or 12. She was competing in one of those television talent shows, and she sang an original song about God that she had written. And out in the audience, there was... There was royalty. There was like a queen from somewhere and her son who was a prince or something. And they stood up and they literally fell over 
at an altar under the weight of the Holy Spirit and the anointing that was on this girl's voice. And I woke up and I, I asked the Lord, I said, who is that girl? And he didn't tell me. But at the time, I, I was already praying to get pregnant with this little girl. I'd been praying to get pregnant with her for some time. So I said, okay, God, if, if you're looking for somebody to birth that child, I'll do it. Pick me. Birth her through me. And so before Evangeline was ever even conceived, I, I started praying at that point that she would sing. You know, I have a blog on my website. It's called Sing to Me. You might want to check that out. It is one of my favorite things that I have ever written, which is it's, it's about calling this child into the world through song. I sang to this child before she even existed here on earth. And then I sang to her while she was in my womb, and I sang to her while she was being born. And through, through all of these years, she just turned four. I have sung to her, and I've told her that she is going to sing for the glory of God. And I will never forget this. You know, as a parent, you're always waiting to check off those little milestones in your kids' lives, right? You know, and, and they're supposed to smile, like in the first couple of months, right? Two months or so. And our nickname for Evangeline is Beanie. And she hadn't smiled yet. I was kind of getting worried about it. But one night, I was up with Beanie late at night nursing. It was like 2 a.m. And the rest of the house was asleep. And we're having this, this sweet little girl time. And I looked down at her and I said, God has given you a voice to sing. You're going to sing for his glory. <sighs> and for the very first time ever, she grinned from ear to ear. I'll never forget it. And you know that child? To this day, she will, she'll grab a stool and go in the middle of a room and stand on it. And she'll get a wire whisk or, or a wooden spoon from the kitchen as a microphone. She just starts singing for everybody. I, I didn't teach her to do that. She just does it. She sings about everything. Absolutely everything. She sings about her breakfast. She sings about her toys. She sings about going potty. She sings about her grandparents and her cousins. She sings about getting dressed. I mean, this is not a coincidence. God made that child to sing. God made each of your kids to sing in their own unique way. That may not be with a microphone on a stage, but he has made them to do something special for his kingdom. And God is calling you, mom and dad, to show them the way. I know this feels like a daunting task, but he's given you all the resources you need to pass on to your kids. You remember in the scriptures when, when Mary and Joseph couldn't find Jesus? He was, it's probably around 12, and they were heading back to Nazareth from Jerusalem. And they had to run back to Jerusalem to find Jesus. And there he was in the temple. And they were, they were like, Jesus, where were you? We were looking all over for you. And he said, didn't you know I would be in my father's house? And the scripture says that they didn't understand, but Mary, she got it because the scripture says, but his mother treasured all of these things in her heart. Mary saw Jesus's calling in life before anyone else. Moms and dads, when you see these things in your child's life, treasure them, ponder them. Nourish them. Call them out. Water those seeds. I'm going to 
share this blog with you. This is called Pass the Baton. And keep in mind that the last thing I ever want you to do as a parent is compare yourself to me or any other parent or to compare your kids to any other kids. That is a big place where we can get seriously messed up as parents. Your kids have giftings from God that are every bit as special as my kids and the other kids you know. They do. And you are the best person in the whole world to cultivate those gifts. And let me just add this. It's never too late. It doesn't matter if your kids are out of the house. It's never too late to start speaking into their lives and cultivating these gifts. Here is pass the baton. God gave you your kids for a reason. My friend emphasized the word your. She was, she was giving me a pep talk in my parenting, the kind of pep talk you never forget. She went on to tell me that my kids weren't mine by chance. God chose me to mother and my husband to father these specific kids. He did the same for you. Your kids aren't yours by chance. God chose you to parent your specific kids. Why? Because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. Listen to this truth again. Savor it. Let it sink in. You hold the key to unlocking who God created your kids to be. So often, as parents, we fall into a a dangerous trap. We, We look at other parents and we see all the ways we fall short. This family has a bookshelf filled with nature journals. That family can sing five-part harmony and perform a ridiculous acapella version of Be Thou My Vision, which racked up over 20,000 views on YouTube. Another family got 30-plus on their ACT and received a full-ride scholarship to the school of their choice. All real-life examples, courtesy of my friends, by the way. Thank you very much. You know, we're tempted to look at all these accomplishments and see all the places we don't measure up as parents. You've been there, haven't you? (laughs) I sure have. Are you comparing yourself to the family who grows their own food or the family who programs their own robotic toys or the family who posts Instagram photos playing chase in open fields while wearing coordinated outfits from Land's End as the sunlight dips behind the trees? If you are comparing yourself to those families, you should stop. Because buying food and toys at Wally World is just fine. And those kids tackled their mom right after that photo was taken, and she ended up in the ER with a concussion. Seriously. Maybe your kids don't need the nature journals. Maybe they don't need to occupy the middle harmony in a sweet chord. Maybe they don't even need a college degree. What your kids need is quite simple. What they need is you. Your parenting, your strengths, your gifts, even your weaknesses. That's why they're your kids. They need you. You know, my kids don't have nature journals, and we've never gotten past two-part harmony, which usually derails a few measures in, and I don't know if we'll reach the 30s on our ACTs. Sometimes I'm tempted to wallow in all the places I fall short as a parent. But... I do have a a few things going for me. I I love to read. I love to watch lectures and debates and documentaries. I love to sink my teeth into a serious social or theological issue and wrestle it to the ground. Yep. 
Yep, I'm a nerd through and through. And God, you know, that has given me some seriously nerdy kids. I'll never forget when my oldest child, Afton, was about eight. We were studying a timeline of historical events. And she looks up at me and says, Mommy, the Japanese Heian period was kind of like European feudalism, which was like American slavery, which is like the Indian caste system, which is like our welfare system. <laughs> and I thought, dear Lord, what a nerd you've given me. She was the most adorable little second grade nerd on the face of the planet. And she was mine. And that wasn't an accident. You see, I'm a dot connector. Always have been. I lay awake at night connecting dots. And God gave me a dot connector to raise. That little dot connector is, is now 16. And she watches documentaries and reads Orwell and Fitzgerald's short stories for fun. She amazes me with the dots she connects. And for a little while longer, I'm running a, a few paces in front of her. For just a little while longer, I've got a dot-connecting baton in my hand. And I'm showing her the way. And for a little while longer, she is reaching out for that baton in my hand. But soon, <laughs> much sooner than I'd like. She'll grab that baton and she will run to places I've never been. Places I can only dream about. She'll connect dots that I've never even seen. And I, I will watch in awe. Mom, Dad, you are holding a baton in your hands. If you don't know what it is yet, ask God to show you. He will. And stop looking at the baton that other parent has. Your kids don't need it. God has given you a baton. Rest assured, it is the very baton that your kids need. They're reaching out for it. So nurture it. Hold it tight. And when the time comes, pass the baton. Knowing that what you gave your child is exactly what your child needs. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verse 19. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and, and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review? That would be awesome. Oh, oh, and I know, maybe you could get some Christian Parent Crazy World t-shirts made for you and your whole family and you could wear them in your next family photo. That would be so cool, wouldn't it? I think it would be. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherineseegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word 
of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. To hear more from Katherine Seegers, visit her site, katherineseegers.com. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app? It really does help us connect to more listeners like you. A special thanks to Kelly Gibbons, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.